Welcome to number 26, the episode all about UFC 292 in Boston with the Glass Chin MMA podcast. The guys are here. We're recording on a Monday this week, a little earlier than usual, so we might not be able to make our picks, our bets, um, even though you guys are going to want them. Trust me. So here we go. We got everybody here. Cole, Noah. What's what's good today, man? Up, How are we oh. feeling? How much, man? Feeling good. That's great. Cole needs to make. Around the last two days, I'm nothing. It's been awesome. What, what are you drinking? Yeah, I was just gonna say, what are you drinking? Juice. It's an orange carrot, apple, lemon, and parsley. <laughs> it's carrot. Yeah, it looks way too orange to not be carrot. Am I the, am I the only one with a glass of whiskey? Okay. There we I got go. the four roses. Dude, have you guys tried that roses? <laughs> the four roses. It's so good, <laughs> actually. We just <laughs> pull out our glass. <laughs> I got a little wild turkey today. My my, my go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got. I have Saint Elmo's Fire, one hundred proof rye whiskey, from Nashville, Tennessee. It is dark. It looks like it came out of the bottle like syrup, and my throat is on fire. So, um, if you Dude, hear me, I may be coughing throughout this episode if I take too big of a swig of this. Four Roses bourbon for Cole. Oh, I've had Four Roses. Four Roses is good. I just got that for uh, Emily's dad's birthday. That is really good. I like it a lot. I'm a big fan, actually. All I right. I like you know, my top, like, I did. No, I had my first Buffalo Trace this past weekend. What'd you think? It 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 was strong. It um yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite like bang for your buck bourbon you can get personally. <clears throat> it's just you can never find it anywhere. But like if you can find it, it's like cheap. It's like twenty two dollars for a bottle of it. Yeah. All right, we got. So. So today we're going to talk about fight this last fight night, this past weekend. We have our rankings building off last week of the top trash talkers in the UFC. Um, we have a new tapology time. We're back to a tapology list. And then oh, yeah. we got a UFC 292 Boston breakdown. It sucks because that card has already lost, I mean, three of the five fight. The three non-title fights on the main card have already all lost a fighter, so they're not as exciting. Um, but wait, on the the fight night? No, this next week. Yeah, this next weekend in Boston. What do you mean? Who's all pulled out? Well, Cheeto was supposed to fight Cejudo. Ian Gary was supposed to fight Jeff Neal, and then Cody Garbrandt pulled out this Ian weekend. Gary for sure. All right, so let's talk about. Okay, my bad. I forgot. Cody's so brittle, bro. I forgot that God damn. Neil stepped in for Jeff Neal. I get those two confused <clears throat> anyway. He's just as people. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much the same person. Not at all when it comes to fighting, though, because I my take is that Neil <laughs> Mag- like, my take yeah. is that Neil Magny is the most boring fighter in the UFC. I can't stand him. No, Jeff Neal's better too, but I just get him for I get him like confused on paper for some reason. 
That's true. I th um, all right, so let's talk about this last fight night. I don't know how much there is really to talk about. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch a single fight. Not one. I didn't even go back and watch it. I anything. watched the whole thing. I watched oh, the... no. I watched Julio Roundtree do his thing. I watched ah. the prelims on the golf course, and I watched nice. everything else at uh, my brother's house. The only prelim I really want to... I'll talk, we'll talk about two prelims. Dude, you can say what you want about his skill level, but Terrence McKinney's low-key a badass for how often he fights. I I like Terrence McKinney, man. I like that he just gets in there and throws hands. Yeah, I mean, he... He just got a lot of heat for his last fight because he kind of got smoked, but... Yeah, he bullied this Mike Breeden. Oh, did we lose Josh? I'm right here. Just temporarily. Can you hear me? Yeah, we, we hear you now. Good. It's, not, it's just a little, a little... Okay. Just a little shaky. I heard everything you guys were talking about. Um, I don't know who this Mike... We got you, though. I don't, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know who this Mike Breeden guy is, but he was he didn't, he didn't just got bullied. The whole... For the all minute 25 of the fight, it wasn't even close. Um, Terrence just did his thing, came out yeah. and... But Terrence also said today that he wants to fight next month as well. Man, he's he's a fun fighter. I mean, like he'll always be on like prelims. Hell yeah, dude! If you went in there and did your thing, why not fight again right away? You know, you didn't get hurt, take any damage, get in there. Well, if he fights next week or next next month, that's three fights in a month. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> a month and a half. It is crazy. What's the most? What's the most fights in a year? Is it? Kevin Holland. Is it Holland? Didn't he have five well, well, I don't know if that was the most fights, but it was the most wins for sure because he had five wins in the one year. I think he did like six times, I think, maybe. I, I'd have to go back and look. That is nuts, yeah. dude. That is nuts. And it makes sense that Holland and McKinney are training partners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, That guy we were you know, talking shit about that looks like he's 50. Marcus McGee, he cracked JP Byers. Just he cracked him and then just watched him wobble for like 30 seconds straight before the ref stepped in. Um, made, I mean, there was like, I think there was like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of the seven prelims, I think there were six first-round finishes. Yeah. Yeah, damn, dude. There was. There must have just been... Holy shit, dude. They were just flying through <laughs> They fights. were. Um, My God, how many times did you have to watch the main event promo? 28? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't even need to talk about the first half of the main card either. Josh Frem and Jamie Pickett are as shitty as advertised. They both suck. Um, yeah. That wasn't even fun to watch. We, we talked about that yeah. going, into, <laughs> going into this. Both just terrible. And Josh Frem to miss weight by three pounds, too. It's like... <laughs> What the hell? Bruh, come on. Come on, bro. Cole's guy. I should have guaranteed have a lot to lose yeah, at that point. Yeah. How do you miss weight? Um, Cole's guy, Tafan and Chukwi, missed weight and then went in and lost God another snooze fest. Neither of them. Just, on, just, like, just like we talked about, those two are garbage, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Pollyanna Viana and Yasmin Lucindo. Not much to talk about there, Lucy. No one pretty easy. Cole was the only one that picked her. Yeah. 
Okay, these last three fights we I will got talk about, though. Yeah, wait till I share the scores for everything after this. Some wild, wild updates. We got, yeah, Khalil yeah, Roundtree. I don't like that. Khalil, top five most violent in the UFC? Yeah. Violent? <clears throat> Dude, his last, like, three fights, he has looked incredible. Yeah. I feel ba- you almost feel bad for Chris Dawkins. Not that cuz he's not very good, I don't think, but to get your first fight at the new weight class against somebody like him when you're known for being chinny, that's just unfair to the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um dude, Will Roundtree when his striking's on, he's a dangerous striker in there. He can go, he can get yeah. in there with anybody no, yeah. if he's on. I don't know where he goes next cuz like he said he wanted a main event next. So if he's going to get a main event, he's going to be fighting up. Um, obviously, because he's going to be ranked, what, he'll be ranked like 11 or 12 after this. So he'd be fighting up if he wants a fight night main event. The only Dude, person... do you know, do you know he's like, a, he's like acts quite a bit. He does like low-key shitty like MMA movies that like are not very good. He's in like multiple. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, like acts on the side. <laughs> But yeah, he looked good, man. He is good. He's his ground and pound. I think is the most terrifying I've seen. Dude, because well, didn't before that last fight where he just absolutely mugged that Carl Roberson guy? Didn't yeah. he start going to Thailand and start training actual like Muay Thai? Yeah, that was. He's been going down. There. That was right. He that that was before his fight against Bukowskis when he stomped his uh quad or whatever yeah that was, that's when he was doing that dude he looks good man he does that was just that was easy he was a step ahead of chris Dawkins, yeah. and he is so much bigger and stronger cole did you uh he could... cole did you watch that one i did i watched pretty much all of it honestly dude's a freak he I mean, most, def- most definitely started. is um, all I really have to say about the next fight, the Cub Swanson and Dewudu, I don't, I'm not sure, really sure how to say his name, to be honest, is that that was the definition of robbery. <laughs> Let's be real. Cole, I think you said something about it too. Like, yeah, bro. That was so crazy. Cub Swanson even knew he did not win that fight. Really? How the fuck is that a UDEC? It was, no, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like... <laughs> I I truly I I really don't even know how like a professional judge can judge that like I truly don't understand. Well, especially not that like it really matters. Like, it's not like there's not much to this fight. Like, well, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, well, think think about it. Cub Swanson. They literally asked him in the interview after, "Did you think you won?" And he flat out said no. Like just straight up no. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the thing is like. The more we get, like, some of these awful decisions, when it's a fight like Cub Swanson against Hakeem Dawudu, yeah, there's no money in that to be won and be right. No, see, that's what I was kind of saying. That's what I was trying to say. It's just incompetent <laughs> judging. Like, right. like, and you're hurting, you're hurting Hakeem a lot more than you would have hurt yeah. Cub, like, with, with that loss. Especially because like, Hakeem was, like... Especially, like, people, they were kind of, the commentary, like, they were hyping up Akeem. Um, yeah. Saying, like, he has potential to, like, crack the top 15, do this, do that. 
right now he's got not, he's got at least another fight before he gets a shot at the top fifteen because he lost. Um, yeah, well, and he has to fall out because shit, man, Cubs not a top fifteen at all. Like, no, that sucks. I mean, especially if you go in there and clearly win, man, that's a bummer. I think he, I think he used that Cub Swanson, and it was an ops. That's just fucking nuts. I thought I heard it wrong. I thought it was I yeah. It was actually when they because they announced like unanimous decision 29-28, and the winner. Haley yeah. from SoCal, this, that. I'm like, I uh, in my head, I'm like, I thought Hakeem was Canadian this whole time. Since when does he cap? Yeah. Cal- <laughs> and then they said Cub Swanson. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So like, are we thinking it was like a clear like? I, I had like, 29-28. I had twenty nine twenty eight. I thought Hakeem won one and two, yeah, for, and then Cub won me too. three. Okay. But, and I thought, it, but I did think it was clear. Um. And then main event, dude. I was cringing every time Luke took a punch to the head. I always thought he was just going to drop dead one of those times, man. <laughs> That's so messed up, bro. Vicente Luque is a crazy person. I was terrified watching that fight. Like, I actually was, like, nervous for his health. And, like, RDA is not a cracker by any way. And, like, he's not going to just completely crack your chin. But What was that? I slid my... <laughs> Oh, that sounds wild. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Luke even said he was scared to get hit in the first round. I don't blame him. I'd be scared to get no, hit. I'm sure he'd be a little <laughs> nervous right away. But, dude, the fight pretty much went how we thought it was going to go. I thought Luke, I didn't think Luke was going to wrestle like that against RDA. Yeah, I mean, I guess I fair mean, enough. That's a lot of takedown yeah. attempts that he tried. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, eleven attempts against. Yeah, that was just crazy. He would just, literally just. He was so much bigger than RDA too. You could just tell. He was. <laughs> uh, He'd literally just clinch him, drag him to the fence, and then drop down and grab RDA's back foot and just trip him down, based like over and over again. Um, yeah. But yeah, Luke won. Good for him. I don't know what he does next, but. I still I mean, think he's. I like this Luke. I still think he's dangerous everywhere. They said he's been training more with Kamaru Usman. Um, no, Luke is good. Yeah, he's dangerous. I think he's good everywhere. He is good everywhere. I hate seeing people hate on Luke on like MMA Twitter saying he's boring and who gave him this main event if he's just gonna do this and it was a, he's a boring fighter and I'm like, dude, he's like, what did you want from him? That's <laughs> an active fight. I thought yeah. like. I mean, I mean, yeah, he had 11 takedowns, and he also had 138 SIG strikes. He's being active as hell. Yeah. Right, and then he's defending five takedowns. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, he, his takedown defense was, like, on point. Like, that was... Yeah, um, yeah there was... There was... There was... It's like, 240 total strikes, and 19, like, attempted takedowns. That's, an, that's a super active fight. Yeah. Um, no, between the two. Yeah, no, uh, I thought it was a clear decision for Luke. Like, good for him. He definitely won. Um, but yeah, good for him. Let's talk about her bet, huh? Another sweep for the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's actually kind of crazy going three for three back to back weeks. Yeah. Not bad. We Not had bad here. I just want to go back and look at them. So we, I had Martin Boudet under 59 and a half strikes. I got nervous because he hit 42 in two and a half minutes. Do you know how yeah, crazy that is for a big heavyweight? <laughs> yeah, bro, that's, that's crazy. And then he put him in a Kimura and subbed him. But then 
RDA lower than three takedowns was Coles, right? Yep. And like he did, he had two, and I was I don't a lot know. of attempts. I did not expect that many attempts, honestly. Like, I didn't. Luckily, th- I didn't. Was on no, his yeah, Luke was, and then Noah had Khalil Roundtree under twenty three and a half, sixteen. Let's go. So, just question: What did he get for fantasy points then? His fantasy. I don't even what know. He, I don't even know how to look. Because we were. I don't either. Because we were debating on doing that. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm not really sure how to look. Um, I could do the math on it, but I don't feel like doing it right now. No. Um, it. I also did a. I did a. Uh, pri- like a personal bet too. I took Dewudu over strikes. He crushed it. Then I took a Luke under strikes. Crushed it. So I went two for two. I was pretty jazzed up on Saturday night. Okay. Oh um, yeah. I don't. Oh wow, they do have the lines up already on underdog for this weekend. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna have to give a nice, good, hearty oh, look. Oh, we at will. Them. Yes. See what we can hop on early here. We can maybe, you know, keep this bad boy. Well, that's what I was thinking because you already know they're gonna change a lot throughout the week. Um, oh, we can, we can as we go through our trash talkers or what? Yeah, here I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take. Yeah, I'll take some peeks for sure. Um, but oh yeah, let's give the updates on our scoring here. So let me pull it up on my laptop. I got it right here. So in terms of picks, Noah and I both went three for six, and Cole went four for six, which means all three of us are nine for sixteen. On our oh, picks. let's go! Needed that. <laughs> and then we will also I look for that. Not fantasy. We'll though. also look at fantasy. I had nobody fight. Noah had Roundtree, who got a finish. And Cole had that Tafan and Chukwi, who lost. So with that loss by Nchukwi, that means that Cole has guaranteed himself last place. It is. Fit- what did we decide that we're doing for last on this one? I just assumed it's the it- same thing, man. Same thing? All right. No, it's, yeah. Um, because I have, I'm at five points with three fighters left. Noah's at nine with, no, I have four fighters left. Noah's at nine with four fighters left and you're at negative five with two fighters left. I need two knockouts to at least give me the negative one. <laughs> Wait, my, my audio cut out for a sec. What are me and you at? I'm at five with four fighters left. You're at nine with four fighters left. Let's go, so let's the thing go. with Cole is... Cole, you not only picked a bunch of people. You had free reign to pick who you wanted here. You not only picked people that didn't get finishes. You picked people that didn't even win, and a lot of them. <laughs> Your fighters. I, know, I was thinking about it. It's like it was like one time on Prize Picks, I did a six legger, and I literally went over six. Dude, I was just like, gonna that, say the odds of that are like just as like are fucking nuts. <laughs> I, I literally were, was red on all leggers. Dude, that's just as good as going six for six, isn't it? Sometimes, sometimes when you like just throw something down, it's just not your favorite. Cole, I'm gonna give you a wild. Cole, I want to give you a wild guess here. You've had seven fighters fight. How many of them do you think have won? You said no. Oh uh, no, Daniel Marcos won. Anyone Is else? That it? I think that was yeah, it. you're no, you're one in six. It. You're one in six. Yeah, at least I know who my winner was. <laughs> Because Noah has had no one lose, and I've had one person lose. So, and Noah was the one. Me, we both kind of shit on Noah because he did take some underdogs. 
But a few of those underdogs haven't fought. Well, it's, it's over to Bill, like three times. I think all of my underdogs haven't fought. Uh, Gaethje was an underdog. Yeah, but that, that, that fight's basically yeah. a pick em. We knew that. Um, Weidman and Spivak will be both obviously be underdogs, and then Blanchfield and Eljo are favorites. But, yeah. You, you also have gotten a lot of finishes, so it's been nice for you. Alrighty, I'm trying to think. Any fight news that has gotten out? Oh, oh, I saw today that Colby and Leon is officially signed for UFC 295 nice. for the same card as John Jones and Stipe. Dude, that <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. That fight is going to do bring in eyeballs, bro. Oh, yeah. That fight is going to bring in eyeballs. Like, the reigning king of the UK right now, and then Colby Covington, you know, he's going to, like, just sell the hell out of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I don't think there's been any really new announcements. But, all right, let's get us let's get ourselves into our top ten trash talkers in UFC history. Let's get into it, baby. It, I was gonna say I said that, and both of you. I'm looking at both of you, just staring into the distance. Well, I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, we should have mentioned underdog because now I'm already kind of looking into that. Well, I just watched a dog walk research. By. Oh. It was <laughs> okay. What kind of dog? He doesn't know. Right, never mind. Yeah, d- hey, Cole, 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 <laughs> so, like, what a dumbass question. Laser, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dumb question. Please start us off at number ten. Okay. Yeah, our own top ten trash talkers. And I do have a question. Did you guys make your list off, you know, are they constantly firing trash talk? Like, are they the guys that are always talking the most shit? Mine, or did, is I, it I like, included, like, in fight trash talk, too. Okay. So, like, Just because in, it was, uh, oh, that meant, it was too hard for me to, like, pick because, like, so, I, like you said, Josh, like, there's, like, one, like, some fighters have, like, a one Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I have, like, I do have a few fighters, like, my number 10 not known as a trash talker at all, or at least a good one. And I just put him on there because he has one of my favorite lines ever. So, like, I just yeah. included him. My bottom five are, like, in fighter kind of. All right. Yeah, Noah, if you want to start us off, why don't you go for it? I have a newcomer on the stream, the, you know, on the, on the scene that talks trash. That's uh, just an absolute goofball, but he ha- does say some hilarious shit. And honestly, a lot of this guy's funny stuff. I don't even know if it's trash talk, but uh, Sean Strickland is dynamite on the mic, dude. <laughs> that dude is just dynamite on the mic. He is, I like it. I like it. He is Savage as fuck. It's not even necessarily like good trash talk. It's just out of pocket trash talk. <laughs> like... He is. I don't, know. I don't think he's a good. Fi- I personally don't really think he's a good fighter. That much, to be honest, I don't think he's that good. But he's way too many holes. But goddamn, his like he is very funny on the mic. As much as I di- I dislike him, I do. But uh, I just uh, yeah, he is good. I have him on my list. I will say that he is on my list. Deserves to be there. I just I don't like him, but his trash talk is hilarious. You'll chuck. You'll get a chuckle out of me every time. So another another thing I took into consideration, I have one fighter on here, the two fighters on here. Nah, one fighter that I just absolutely hated, and I'm like, hey, that means like your trash talk must have got me like despise you this much yeah. somehow. Yeah. Like, so. 
Cole, do you want Cole? Do you want to go next? Sure. Um, for me, kind of like speaking into that in fight, talking a lot, and he just talks a lot. Um, Kevin Holland is in my ten spot. I think alone against like who was it? Chakra, I believe Salza, when he yeah. knocked him out on his back, he was like yelling at him as like on his back, which I feel like a lot of people don't probably do, and yeah. we don't. Or Kev- we know people don't do. Kevin Holland. <laughs> Kevin Holland was my eleven. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Is he's, he, he's on my list. A lot of it, like, is he really trash-talking all the time, or is he really just babbling? Like, just... I think he's, <laughs> he's babbling, but I think you can, like... I think you can consider it trash-talk because it gets under their skin, you know? Like, you know they're, like, irked about it. And, yeah. like, ugh, shut the fuck up, dude. Like... All right. I feel like when a guy just talks too much, for sure, it's just like, all right, shut up. Especially during a fight, like, I'll just want to start running at him. All right. My number 10 is somebody who is honestly not a very good tra- – he talks a lot of trash. Not He's very cringy. Very, very cringy. Everybody knows it's cringy. But he has one of my favorite lines ever, and that's uh, him talking to Michael Chandler and telling him he's got that Dana White privilege. So I put my guy Tony Ferguson on here just because I loved that line so much. Everything else he does is so cringy, I know. Like when he who was the big guy? He was the heavy wasn't he talking shit to Verdoom that one time? Um like <laughs> telling Verdoom to do something outside and Verdoom would obviously kill him, but he was talking shit <laughs> he was just talking shit to Verdoom. He's a very cringy trash talker, we know that. But I'd love uh, the Dana White p- privilege line is legendary, and so is him cocking off Khabib. Six years after they were supposed to fight, yeah. when he's lost six in a row, and he's still tweeting at Khabib, telling him he's scared and he ran away. So yeah. that's yeah. why I included Tony. <laughs> I like I like Tony. He's cringy, but he's, he's funny. All right, number nine, Noah. I have so just I have this is like in in ring trash talk too. This, I have my nine though because he has some good bars. That are like just unintentionally good bars because he has four brain cells. I got Nate Diaz at my nine. Right like, on. Like, you know, he's not like a good trash talker. Like, in there he's funny, like flicking you off, like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like, just like baking at him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's got to get under people's skin. And like his whole buildup with Connor, he did have some funny bars that were like not supposed to be good trash talk lions because it's Nate Diaz, but they were. You know. Yeah. Have you seen the one, or did you see the one like when Jake Paul just recently, like they were blabbing and like Nate was just quiet for a while and he just pointed, he's like, and he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, what? He's quiet for like five seconds. That was the only thing he came up with. He's <laughs> hilarious. Like he's, he, I, he's a little, he's a little higher for me because of I one singular it. moment, but. Yeah. Dude, there was, there was even this live he had after uh, Hamzat like missed weight and he fought Tony at like the post-fight press conference. He was like, "Cocksucker, lame, <laughs> boring, stupid, cocksucker." Wait, did I ever say that? Cocksucker. <laughs> Cole, who do we got uh, at nine? I put hot dude. I don't know. This was iffy. If I put Israel Adesanya at my number nine. I hate his trash talk. I believe you frozen like like Elsa and he just thought that was a <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then he, draw, he drops the mic like hard on the table. 
See, for me, it's more like after he knocked out Alex, the three yeah. bow shots to his back, that was super sick. Uh, Paulo Costa, dude, like, they humped his back. Yeah. Humped Paulo Costa after he his, beat him. His, antics, like, his antics can be good. I think one of the funniest things he's done is there was an interview that came out with him, like, yesterday, and he got asked about Sean Strickland, and he just started laughing. He didn't even say anything because he knows he's going to just kill him. <laughs> he's, like, was, or imitated his strike. Okay, yeah. imitate yeah. Sean Strickland's <laughs> fighting style. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like, just hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be such a beatdown because, yeah. like, Sean doesn't even have a puncher. He's going to beat some up, dude. <laughs> like, he doesn't even have a puncher's chance of winning. Like, Sean doesn't, you know? No, like, he doesn't. Speaking, no. of, speaking <laughs> of Sean, that's my number nine. Um, just because he does have some funny, funny shit. It's the out-of-pocket stuff that gets me. He has the balls to say. He does say some stuff that I dislike because he just says takes random shots at fighters that I like. Like after Khalil won on Saturday, he went all he went on a rant on Twitter talking about how Khalil's in a cult and we need to help him out of it and stuff like just random. Like he just he always picks on fighters I like, which I don't like that much. But I like I don't know some of it's funny. I will I will I'll give him it. He doesn't have a filter, so that's a big thing for me. He's on my list yet, so. All right, no, we got it eight. Man, eight. This is a fighter that, like, when he was in his prime, I I despised him, and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't. His trash talking is solid, but um, I have Michael Bisping at eight. At eight. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he was that dynamite on the mic, dude. I don't. I don't think he was like that fire. Like his bars weren't that sick. But he oh, made me. Are you him. kidding me? His bar, believe, conceive, achieve. How about you shut the fuck up? Like that, that one against Rockhold? <laughs> Come on. That is so sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like now, Michael Bisping. If he was like still more of a dick, I think I would have like put him higher. But he's such like a nice like guy now, and he's like respected in the community. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have Bis. I thought I had Bisping low, but I don't have him at eight. I have a high. <laughs> All right, Cole, go for it. Dude, I didn't put Nate Diaz on my list, but number eight is Nick Diaz for me. I feel like, I mean, they pretty much are the same person when it comes down to it. Because I think his in-ring shenanigans are the best of all. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what, I mean, Anderson Silva, was, and that's so savage, like, just laying down in the ring and then, who else did he just do some crazy shit to? I'm trying to think. Did he say some crazy shit to GSP? Yeah, even that's though... cool. I have Nick. Or... I have Nick okay, Diaz. You guys, uh... you guys can you guys can explain it more. Than... Well, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no, cool. Nick Diaz is my eight as well, and I wasn't even really a fan during his time, but I've seen the in ring antics and then also the GSP trash talk. You know, the whole over and over and yeah. over again. So yeah, Nick is Nick is my number eight. I'm sure Noah will talk more about him when we get there though. I have him coming up. All right, number seven. So that means Nolan, number seven. Man, I I have Holland at seven. His in-ring antics are so funny. Like, and just, it's not that he's even, like, that mean and, like, that vicious of a trash talker. Like, he's kind of funny. But, like, dude, in the octagon, like, if someone's chatting me up like that, I just want, I would freak out, dude. Like, when he's, like, who's wrestling him? Santos. When 
when Santos yeah. is rescuing him, he's like, look, he's like, Khabib, help me! Help me, Khabib! <laughs> Teach me how to grapple! <laughs> Just giving the thumbs up. At the... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. He's, he's, he's a savage in there. Dude, that would just grind my gears so heavily, dude. Like, oh my god. <clears throat> um. Yeah. No. I did. Kevin Holland was my Kevin Holland was my eleven. He was the first one off for me. But love him. Obviously. Patty, love him. Patty the Patty was my number eleven. Believe it or not. Really? Okay. I had to have until Levitt or yeah Jordan Levitt. He's like, saw him. He's like, I'm gonna make him the first man to shit his pants in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Scars accent, pretty funny. All right, Cole, who do you got at seven? I Means it's my turn, right? Yep. I put, dude, this is like the, actually, I lied, he's not the only legend I have on my list, but it's Quentin Jackson, who I put him on number 11. Dude's hilarious, I think. Like, he can go from just seriousness to, like, looking like he wants to kill you to also, like, cracking a joke. Like, I think Ariel Hawani is a classic example. Yeah. That's how I would say he's not fighting that dude, but you made him so uncomfortable, right? <laughs> he had to him for a little bit. Ah, bro, dude, that interaction, 10-8 Ariel. Dude, no, Ariel, Ariel kept his composure very well. Um, But then, like, no. Jackson and... Me? I will never... <laughs> I will never. I didn't. For, I didn't include Rampage because I didn't include the legends really because I didn't. He, I wasn't really around for it. I've seen him on like YouTube clips yeah. and stuff. I will never say a nice thing about Ariel Hawani. One of my least favorite sport analysts across all sports. Really? I freaking hate I him. I hate him. Why? I hate him. Why? I, I hate how he. He literally. I just ever since the Logan Paul, Jake Paul, all that stuff started. He's been he complete. He just uses Logan Paul and Jake Paul to shit on MMA fighters and this and that. And he apparently all these stories about him being a snake. Like Jamal Hill just came out and did a video about how Ariel Hawani is such a snake and provided all these proof with text messages and all that. Like apparently he's just a dick to MMA fighters that don't just give him what he wants. Um, and I just I just don't like him. I think he's a snake. I actually have him blocked on Twitter, so I don't see his tweets. <laughs> I, I, like, I like how it like covers so much at like fighting media. Like I love that. I don't, I don't really like. I don't Dude, like. Honestly, but I like how he covers like everything. Dan Hardy's my guy now for like any like fighting. Oh, things like rep- whatsoever reptile goes hard dude the podcast he covers like mma what is it uh it's not gosh what's the one i told you to watch you said you haven't watched it yet i haven't it's watched Dan it. hardy's like mma podcast i can't remember what it's called. Reptile. no it's not that's not what it's called Dan hardy's mma podcast is called you, must have, you must have a couple different ones then because i watch his every week after after the card i'm looking it up right analyst now. one is full reptile from now I, uh, yeah, the Full Reptile Collective. Oh, it is what it is. Okay, I'm tripping. You told me to watch one no, of them. No, yeah, he's sick. Like... He breaks down shit very well. Um, I know, Josh. It was him, too, though. Can't remember, but... All right. Man, who I can't believe you don't like Morning... Yeah, I think they break stuff down the back. Dude, they're cheesy as fuck, I think. What I do you know. mean? The one guy is cheesy as fuck. I think they're both so... Dude, sp- just hearing him talk bothers me. I don't know why. <laughs> I think they're both so smart with their like how they talk about it. Like I don't want to tune into the episodes when too, they do dude. random I, stuff. I, but, I, like, dude with fucking white hair, the older guy. I like him. Luke Thomas. So you don't like Brian Yeah, Campbell. Luke Thomas. He does a lot of the interviews and stuff. No. All right. I like BC. Is that... Are we, are we to me? 
for seven? Yeah, because Cold and Rampage. This is where I put Nate. And Nick and then Nate. I have Nate at seven strictly because of his double birds across the cage to Cowboy Cerrone, which is one of my favorite. And then it, the camera pans to Cowboy, and he's just like, he doesn't even know how to process like, And it, they <laughs> asked Nate about it. In the build-up to Jake Paul, they asked Nate about that. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they said they asked him why he did that, and he's like, he's. They said something like Cowboy didn't touch gloves before the fight, or Cowboy said something during the fight. He goes, you, that was rude and disrespectful. So then he gave him the double birds across the cage. <laughs> oh man, Nate Diaz is a legend. Oh man, so that's where I put Nate. Obviously, he had some good stuff, like his call out to Connor. Uh, Conor McGregor, you're taking everything I work for. Like, that's a great call out. Like, he's just, he's got some good stuff. Number six. Nice, buddy. I have, I have Nick Diaz at six, man. He has the best in-ring antics of all time, man. Yo, like, sure, uh, I'd agree, yeah. When he knocked out Robbie Lawler, just that fight, man. Just, oh, so funny. He spooked <laughs> him, man. He spooked him. That Stockton, motherfucker, Stockton! Flicking him off before the fight starts. <laughs> and just the Stockton slap, like, bringing that in, that's so disrespectful. Yeah, like, slapping Robbie, be like, what's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? Tagging him again, like, what's up? What's up? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's a savage, man. I love Nick Diaz. Um, Turning his back against Anderson Silva, laying flat on his back in the cage, like, come on. Yeah. Cole, who do we got at six? <laughs> yeah. Bro, this is where I put Sean Strickland. I thought you guys had him a little low on your list. I think... <laughs> I know you hate him, Josh. <laughs> but you got to... I mean, dude, he's not afraid to say quite literally anything. I don't know how he's not blocked on literally... Like, he's lucky Dana White is the owner of the UFC because he would not be allowed, I feel like, to talk yeah. anymore in interviews or on camera. Like, it's... Some of the shit is just so foul. It's insane. It's amazing. I, I could watch him talk all day. Because, man, he says some... Uh, well, he's gotten, his, he's gotten banned a few times, I know. Because yeah. he's done some bad things. But, a little low. Who's I, that reporter for... Uh, who's the reporter for you? Is it... I'm, I just looked... Helen Lee? Or Helen Yee? Yeah. The one that interviews him sometimes? Yeah. Like, he... <laughs> So that shit that he says about like Chinese workers and stuff, uh-huh. like regarding like her and she just like her eyes just got so much like you cannot say it. like I'm standing yeah. right here, dude. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Because I think she'd be working for free. I don't know if you guys you guys might know who I'm talking about, but he did an interview with that one. She's the ginger girl that they call like the female Andrew Tate. Um, I think her name is like Rose something. Um, but they did an interview couple, sometime this week, and they held a piece of paper. They held a piece of paper up together that said like "Pay woman less" or something like that, and posted it on Twitter. It was something super offensive, just like. Uh, but just he does not go. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't care at all. I'm trying to find it. Did he say that in a post-fight interview or something? So yeah, there it is. Oh no, it wasn't okay. It wasn't pay woman less. It was woman shouldn't vote. They held up a T-shirt that says woman shouldn't vote. Dude, he just doesn't care. 
So, my number six, I don't know. I think he's a great trash talker. I think Noah overrates him a little bit. This is where I put Dominic Cruz. I think his, mm. it's like it's such straightforward trash talk, which is good and appreciated, but I just think it, he comes off as a corny, tough guy sometimes. I really do. Dude, I think he's a diabolical <laughs> trash talker. I think he is savage, man. I think he's mastered how to like get under something. See, skin. I feel like that's why he cracked my top five. Josh, I was piggyback you. I don't know his first, but he is my number five. Okay. I'm sure he'll be higher on Noah's list. Yeah, he will. But I think that no, that's like the main reason. He the shit that he says is so like. Dude, he broke TJ. It's just the, yeah. so straight to the point. Like it would get under my skin. Like I'd be like, all right, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out. I don't know. No, what, Dom Cruz is yeah. sick, though. No, he's. A, I think he's great. I think he's great. Um, I am curious to see who Noah's number five is because I have a guy very high at number four that I know is not on Cole's list because I just did the math. Noah, who's your number five? My number five is Josh Koscheck. I literally okay. almost never hated a fight more when he was in his prime. That's it why. Was, okay, that's dude, the guy you're referencing. He was so hateable. He was so hateable, and he he was good, man. He was good at trash talk. Like he uh, he played he played the heel well, man, and he made me hate his ass. <laughs> and yeah, he was he was a savage, man. Especially that Ultimate Fighter season that he was on, dude. He was fire. Yeah. Um, I I didn't I don't know I just didn't he wasn't around for me, man. I there's I, there's only so many highlights I could see. This guy, uh, who did I put at five? So, Cole, you had Dom at five? I did. Okay. My five, this is where I put Bisping. I had Bisping at five. Probably his Luke Rockhold. I'm right. We're that, pretty much neck and neck right now, Josh. That Luke, someone that Luke, on my list? That Luke Rockhold back and forth was always great. His stuff, was, yeah. When he knocked out Rockhold against the cage and Luke Rockhold was, called him classless. For getting in his face after he knocked him on, Bisping just went on a rant on him. Speaking of that, we need to talk about that. Why the UFC almost needs to go back to those post-fight press conferences where you got Dana White in the middle and the fighters that fought each other next to him because those were electric. (laughs) Those are electric. I understand. Most of the time now, though, they actually like each other after the fights. Like rarely now you see bad blood after a war. That's true. When is there bad blood? I know. Besides, like, Khabib and Connor, obviously, but most of the time... They, but just, like, imagine, imagine if, like, Izzy knocks out Strickland and then they have to go sit by each other for a press conference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> or, like, Izzy, Paul Acosta, or even... Mm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, number four. Oh, yeah, Josh, sorry. I was in a... Sorry, Noah. I was in a... Piggyback you on the oh. Michael Bisping because he's in my number four. So oh, we're just got, one off okay, each other. gotcha. Here. I got I got uh, Colby at four. Colby, Oh, he's so... he's my Colby. I love. Colby. I have such a personal bias to Colby's trash talk. Just gets me. He has the mean. He has the meanest disc of all time on Poirier. Yeah, the, that is the meanest disc anyone in the UFC has hit. I think that the, is like the worst thing ever. The best thing about Colby is his uh, is the nicknames. The you know Marty Snoo. Uh, yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he had Marty Snoozman. Um, he had, uh, what, Kumshachemaev, 
literally, yeah. uh, God, we called Wonder Boy Wonder Kid forever, um, and Wonder Girl. Um, yeah. I don't know. He's got he got something for everyone. They're all hilarious. Um, all right, my number four is yeah, Col- Colby's a demon at it. Go for, no, I was gonna say go for it if you had something to talk. If you had more to add on about Colby. No, if he's gonna come up later, I can wait. Oh, he will. So my number four is not on either of your guys' list. And I'm not shocked by that. What I am shocked about is that he wasn't in the top 15 we did last week. Because I think this guy's one. He's on the Mount Rushmore. I think he's freaking hilarious. Not the best UFC tenure, tenure, but his trash talk to Kamaru, to Dana White, to Masvidal, to Khabib, everything. Well, ben Askren, man. He's hilarious. His trash talk is awesome. When he first came into the press conferences and all that. Oh my lord. Insane. So funny. So what's the nonsense? Give us one. Give us one. I want to hear a fucking one-liner from Ben Askren. They were so good, dude. Like, just look up up Ben Ben Askren funniest moments on YouTube, and you get a whole compilation of him at just press conferences, bullshitting Dana, and then calling out Kamaru. I mean, he's just... He's just hilarious. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's like a PG Colby, is what he I. Is he, he reminds me of a PG Colby. That's he, what, he is funny. What did he say to Masvidal? He's like, "You're ugly and your muscles aren't that big." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I just think he's hilarious. He's a PG Colby. <laughs> I like. I literally have him, have him sitting up here. Like funny. this link is that I'm looking at. Fine, like. Five times Ben Askren proved he's the king of trash talk. Like, he, there's just stuff everywhere about him because it's hilarious. And he really got under Masvidal's skin. He really got under Masvidal's skin. Yeah. Yeah, he made Masvidal <laughs> want to take him out of there in real life and end a heartbeat, for yeah. God's sakes. Like, Ben Askren, I know Cole hates him. He's freaking hilarious i I mean his trash talk you no, you do hate him because he was in your top 10 on your most hated list (laughs) you're right you're right he's not my favorite guy in the world i love Askren, dude i i love i did feel bad though when he took i did want him to be boss but all that fight so i will say that i felt so bad when he took that knee to the face in like two seconds the face dude he might win that fight bro. i think he would have yeah <laughs> this is lined up perfectly bro uh masvidal that saved his career um yeah it's just I don't know, I'm, re- I'm just going through reading about this stuff and it's just hilarious but i will send you guys some clips in that group message with ben Askren's. i kind of just forgot about him he, he might be my 10 we'll see He's, he is funny all right no one number three uh, number three, I got Dominic Cruz, man. He's he's a legend. He's a bloody legend at the trash talk game. So hilarious. The TJ Dillashaw buildup, hilarious. It was literally just Dominic Cruz, just like 10-8-ing TJ all the way up to the fight with words. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like beating down TJ so bad, and then TJ, I'm not even going to talk to him. <laughs> what do you mean? You're sitting across from me, dummy. You have to talk to me. What are you talking about? You sound dumb. <laughs> TJ's just like fuming. You can see smoke like yeah. coming out of his He's like, dude, I just got like destroyed with words for ten minutes, and now he's calling me a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. That's the thing, though. Like, that's I don't know. I just I think some of it's corny. 
I really do. That one, that's that one was good. He just has a lot of. He is like dry and mean, which I think just like really gets yeah. under fighters' skin. <laughs> All right, Cole, number three for you, bro. This is where I put Conor McGregor. So, I don't know if he'd be. I don't know. If, I mean, obviously, I think my top three are very interchangeable for me. But Connor is. I mean, he's he's so yeah. sick. I mean, just who was it? Where he's like, I think Jeremy Stevens. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I think that was like one of the before Jeremy Stevens, like just trying to come back. How one like from the cheap seats, pretty much from Connor there, but like, <laughs> Connor does have some funny bars too, like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like or like Floyd Mayweather when he told him to like dress his age, it just uh, this is brutal. Conor, he has some sick one-liners for sure, dude's. dude's I think funny. I think the top his accent just makes everything a lot funnier too. I think the top three are like you said, Cole. Inter- for me, they're interchangeable. I don't blame you at all for that. The top four are interchangeable. Okay, I am going to bring up Colby Covington. At number three. So I'm going to read you guys. I just pulled it up. I have 18. Don't say the line that I want to pull up. I won't. I'm just saying I have 18 of Colby Covington's nicknames that he's given out here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I have Dana White as Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. (laughs) They got Dust Bin Soye. Choir Boy Thompson for Wonder Boy. He's Choir Boy. We got S- Street Judas Masvidal. Ben Ass Cream. That's a good <laughs> Edward Leon Leon Edwards is Edward Scissorhands. Um, Kumshat Shemaev. The CEO of EPO, Kamaru Usman. Low T city, low low T city uh, Ortega, low T city, low testosterone Ortega. Um, we got Ty Qu- my favorite. I think this might be my favorite. Tyquil Woodley, like Nyquil, because he puts you to sleep. <laughs> Ra- Ra- Rafael dos Nachos. <laughs> he called him RDA Rafael dos Nachos before he. I'm just, just live in interviews. Like who is this guy? <laughs> Brokeback Cowboy Cerrone. If you know, if you know what Brokeback Mountain, the old movie's about, it's about gay cowboys. Um, you got Conman McGregor, Ali Abdullahsleez. You got you got Henry Cejudo is Bilbo Baggins, like the uh, old Lord of the Rings. You got Piotr Jan is Cheater Pan. Che- For some reason, he was talking shit to Piotr Jan and called him Cheater Pan. Um, and then Gilbert Burns is, <laughs> Gilbert Burns is Dilbert. Um, but those were some nicknames given out by <laughs> Colby Covington. <laughs> He's the best, man. He's the best at nicknames. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess just to kind of keep it going, Josh, he was here too. At my number two spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just heard like against Jorge Masvidal, he's like, 
Corey Moswell's a piece of shit father. He's a piece of shit fighter. <laughs> the only life-altering damage he's done is to his kids, man. He's a Ted That's so bad. He's so funny. Do you remember what he said to Damian Maya? Um, in in Brazil. When he said, Brazil, you're a dump. All of you filthy animals suck. <laughs> In Brazil, he said that after he beat Demon Maya's ass. Or oh, Demon yeah. Maya's ass. Crest him, he's like throwing stuff at him. Bro, I'm surprised he could stab on his way to the fucking airport. <laughs> yeah, he's a savage, dude. That, you have to just not give a shit to say that in Brazil. Dude, straight up. That's crazy. Like, he was heated. Um, no, no yeah, he's a my number two. I can't he's, speak I, like, I just love Kobe as a fighter. I hope he, as much as I love Leon too, bro. I don't know, man. I might have to pick Kobe. I love. Gonna be a good fight. I still can't believe Kobe. Yeah, I don't know who I'd pick in that yet. Thank God I got some time to think. I can't believe that they were UFC. I don't know how true the story is, but that they were on the verge of cutting Kobe if until he cut that promo. That's nuts to me. Mm, that. All right, Noah. Who yeah, do you got? Nuts, oh, who do you got? Sure. Who do you got at two? Yeah, he not yet. Yeah, now he is. I got, I got Conor McGregor at two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite Conor, yeah. favorite yeah. Conor line? My personal favorite Conor line. I said I knocked knock him out in the first round. I knocked him out in the first round. <laughs> you can call me Mystic Mac because I predict these things. <laughs> uh, I no, that he's great. I'll be bringing oh, I'm gonna up. Apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. The double yeah. champ does what the fuck he yeah. wants. Well, I will go. I'm gonna piggyback off you because Connor's my too as well. And my favorite Connor line is when Chad Mendes go said he was gonna he doesn't know how to wrestle and he goes yeah I'll rest these nuts on your forehead that's my favorite line of Connor of all time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. all right, all right. Number one, I think we all have... Do we all have the same number one? We do all have the same number one. So it's, you know, it's Westland, Oregon, Chael Sonnen, it sounds like. Yeah, answer. I think we should all go around then and give our our favorite Chael Sonnen line. (laughs) Mine is the Tito Ortiz one, probably. (laughs) He's like... Tito always Tito always says I'm using my mouth to get my opportunities. The only person I know that made money using their mouth yeah. is his ex-wife. <laughs> oh my god, dude! My favorite one's like his promo. Uh, like I I don't know them all for line because they're like ten sentences long, but dude, there's so many. Like. Uh, I'm just looking, man. He's got. I have to look it up. I got. Like they're so long and thought out. No, there. It's like I don't even. Just the shit promos that he cut that would like rhyme, and like just everything. He's in a class of his own. 
when it comes down to it. No, with, he like, is. Trash talking, like cutting promo. Dude knew what he was doing. Let's see. That's the one. The one I'm gonna bring up is the uh, arm. I got the best arm. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. So good. Here's a, I found a little longer one, but it cracks me up every time. He was cut it at a press conference. I was in Las Vegas when the Noguera brothers first touched down in America. There was a bus. This is a true story. There was a bus that pulled up to a red light, and Little Nog tried to feed it a carrot while Big Nog was petting it. He thought it was a horse. This really happened. He tried to feed a bus a carrot, and now you're telling me this country has computers? I didn't know that. <laughs> that story about the Noguera brothers. Yeah. And then he's got the... Uh, Vanderlei Silva, before I met you, I didn't know they could stack crap that high. <laughs> he just Dude, and then like when at that press conference he's like he's like Brazil, what are we doing here? Vanderlei Silva lives in Beverly Hills and drives a Rolls Royce. What are you, what are we doing here? Why do you like this guy? Like he's just he's just a savage. 1v1, 2v1, 5v1, I'll make him 9 Man, he's just the best. He's the best. <laughs> um, Gosh, Cole, I don't know if you mentioned it, but when you were just talking about the uh, the Tito Ortiz thing, um, but yeah. when, he, when he does it, <laughs> when he says it, <laughs> he goes, man, that was a good one by me. He just says it under <laughs> to himself. <laughs> he's like, yes. <laughs> Uh, sure that like okay he has to practice some of it right he has like, oh, no right yeah i was gonna say his ribs suffer from the same problem as arms and legs do they're attached to a wimp <laughs> they're attached to you dummy <laughs> <laughs> i remember that one that was funny yeah oh my gosh yeah he's a great he is great um but yeah there's our top 10 trash talkers Tapology that time. That was good, actually. No, it was. Tapology time this so, week. Tapology, Josh, you're saying? Because you said we're back to tapology. No, we are. Week. Last week it was some random website, but I couldn't find a good list on tapology for it. Um, oh, I got you. So here, do you guys have your pens and papers out? Yes, I do. Well, so yeah. here is this week's topic. We have the top 15 upsets in UFC history. I like that a lot. And it does like it does it's not going to go by betting odds or anything like that. It's just strictly upsets. So tapology time is a time where I go to tapology.com, find a user-generated list contributed to thousands of MMA fans across the world, give the top 15 to Cole and Noah in a random order, and they blind rank them. They get a chance to do a little flip-flop mm -hmm. switcheroo at the end, and scoring-wise, you get one point for being one-off and two points for being exactly on, and then you will see us three bring our own lists next week. So, whose turn is and it? And by the way, do you have... Sorry to interrupt. Do you have a final score for us yet? Like what we're at for total wins? Cole, I think that should be a job for one of you two since I put this list together every week. 
you know what? Fair. You don't have to go I listen. I think we gotta be pretty. Pretty. You don't have to go listen. You don't have to go listen. I need to the something whole to be winning in. I just hope because after fantasy in the last month, it's been pretty brutal. You don't have to go listen to the whole episode, but if you can just go back and find the two minutes where we announce the final score at the end of each time, we can get that together pretty quick. All right, whose turn is it to start this week? I'll I'll let her rip. I'm, I think it is my turn, honestly. Okay, we are gonna start. We're gonna start with a banger. We've talked about both of them today. Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor won. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh shit! Like this should like this surprised you that it was on here. That's okay. <laughs> well, I was just I was trying to like create a little list of like ones I could come up come up with at the top of my head, and I have my one and two penciled in already. I, I that, that that's for I'm gonna put that in number five. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna follow you with that. I'm gonna follow you with that. I like All that. Right. Bastard. Okay. It's a good spot. Okay, next up, Noah. Where are we putting Demetrius Johnson, Henry Cejudo too? Lower on the list, for sure. I'm gonna put that at ten. I'm gonna put that at eleven. I have it at number twelve. Cool. Where are we putting Fabricio Verdum taking Fedor Emelianenko zero by submission? Man, that was huge. Fedor against who? <laughs> Fabricio Verdum. I'm trying to remember the fight even. Fabricio Verdum. It was in Strike Force. Fedor was on his crazy win streak yeah. at heavyweight, and then Verdum went and submitted yeah. him. Okay. God dang it. What a talk. Fedor is just so big, too. I'll put that at number four. Oh, that's where I was going to put it. You bitch. That's actually where I was going to put it, too. Because he's like, well, no, I'm going to put it at six. I'm going to put All it right. Noah, where are we putting Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena? Edwards, Kamara Usman, too. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> oh, oh, God. This is actually fucked. Like, I would put that in my top three. Number eight, I think. I'm 
gonna go four. You already have your four filled. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure you do. You literally I'm just filled. Four. You just put Fedor and Verdum there. No, then I said I'm going six, and then I said I'm going six. Oh, okay. So you got right after, right after I okay. said four. All right, Noah. Where are we putting Forrest Griffin taking out Shogun Hua? That was a big one. That was a big one. I'm gonna put that at eight. Seven. You guys got all those middle numbers one. filled. All of you have four to eight filled up. All right. I don't like that at all. Cool. Oh, where are, all these are, uh, where yeah. are we putting Rose Nama Yunus back when we didn't really know Rose Nama Yunus taking out Ioana on Jacek? Fourteen. I'm gonna go. What's that? That big of an upset? I don't. I know. I feel like they had to have been decent. I mean, you want to be in their first fight, like in like fifteen. That's Noah's fifteen. All right, Noah. Where are it's we? It's hard because like now, you know. Yeah. Well, like Noah, where are we putting Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva? Three. Already had it written in. All right. I feel like that could be a top two. I'm going to put that at my number two. Okay. Cool. Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm. Fuck. <laughs> Three or one, honestly. No, I wish I had my two open. Number three. Noah. <clears throat> two. Noah, where are we putting... Two, biggest upset. Where are we putting Randy Couture moving up to heavyweight and winning the belt off Tim Sylvia? That's that's such a BS upset. They were training partners and like people that trained with them were like, Couture is going to beat him. I remember, who was it? Someone was like, nah, Couture will win. For sure. 14. 13. Cole, where are we putting... Tim Cole, where are we putting Michael Bisping knocking out Luke Rockhold? In their second fight. Damn. Number 10. I'm also going to put that at 10. All right. Noah, where are we putting... Did I already give you that one? I did not. Where are we putting TJ Dillashaw head and burrow? When TJ Dillashaw oh! ended, ended the streak. Oh! oh, I forgot about that one. Nine. Cool. I'm going to match him. All right. I didn't want to, but Cole. I don't want to switch that one almost. Cole, where are we putting 
Gabriel Gabriel Gonzaga head kicking flatlining Mirko Krokop with his own special wow. move. <laughs> when he Krokop Krokop, that was awesome. That was awesome. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. I'm gonna put that at twelve. Okay, hold up. Let me update. Okay, so Noah has it at 12. We'll put it at 11. Okay. Noah, where are we putting BJ Penn getting beat by Frankie Edgar? It's 13. 1 or 15, Cole? <laughs> I was gonna say, why did you? It looked like you were thinking about that one. Mine's at number fifteen. All right. Oh no, I'm just trying to think of which any of these. Okay. I already have my one. All right. The last one is BJ Penn submitting Matt Hughes. <laughs> I'm, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you, Noah. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm fucking with you. I was looking at Noah's face, too. I was like, you have to be fucking with us. I saw, like, the biggest upset of all time is it on his list, dude. I saw, I saw the wheels turning as you're trying to process what I just said. No, I gave you number... That was number 16 on the list. Number one, number one, for, number one for both of you is Matt, Sarah, GSP. <laughs> <laughs> obviously dude obviously. <laughs> oh dude I think <sighs> I forgot to write in my four who did I have that four your four is Edwards Usman oh yeah alright any flip flops for either of you I might do one. Cole, there's Let one. me flip flop my six and eight. Your six. What did you just say? Eight. So you're moving Nunez Pena to eight and Edwards Usman to six? Yeah, what okay. were you gonna say to me? I was just gonna say there's one flip flop well, that would be crucial for you. But See, I hate. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell if you did it right or wrong. But I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip flop. Uh, Verdum, Emelianenko, and Edwards Usman, four and six. Four and six. Okay. So that you was pretty your flip flop. Your flip flop just gave you this. That was strategical because that flip flop gave you the same four and six as Cole. All right. Here we go. Number fifteen. That's gonna be well, that's annoying, Noah. <laughs> Number fifteen is gonna be two zeros to start. Fifteen is DJ Cejudo two. Number fourteen. Uh. Number fourteen is gonna be a two pointer for Noah and a one pointer for Cole. That is where we have Couture Sylvia. Number thirteen. Gross. Is going to be two zeros. That's where Edwards and Usman is, actually. Oh, no. Oh, no. Number 12 oh. is going to be two zeros. That's where we have Griffin and Hua. Number 11, we have a two pointer for Cole. 
with BJ Penn, Frankie Edgar. And number 10, we got two zeros. You each put Rockhold Bisping here, but the right answer is Gonzaga Krokop. Number nine, we have another two zeros. This is where Ioana and Rose fell. Number eight, we have another two zeros. Number eight is number eight is Nate Connor. Number, Fuck. Number seven, we have two zeros. That's where Henan Barrow and TJ Dillashaw uh, are. Uh, we I lost. I lost. I lost. Number six is two zeros. This is where we have Fedor and Verdum. No! No! Number five is two zeros. This is where we have Rockhold Bisping. Rockhold Bisping is at five. Fuck this! And number four, we have two zeros. This is Nunez Pena. Okay. Right now we have a current score of three to two Cole, and you guys have the same number one, and your twos and threes are switched. I don't like this. <laughs> and number so three. So I And number three, we have a two no, pointer for Noah, because that is where Silva Weidman is. <laughs> you can beat me, cause you got. Yep, because you had Noah, you had number three, two, and one correct. Which gave you, because number two is Rousey Holm, number one is GSP, Sarah. So Noah had eight points, Cole had two, four, five, seven points. Holy <laughs> down to the wire, dude. <laughs> dude, for some reason I thought Silva and Weedman would beat out Holly and Rhonda. All right. I had, those, I had those three written in the moment that you started. <laughs> All right, let us talk about UFC 292 in Boston, Massachusetts. All right, Cole is taking a quick bathroom break. Um, let me look. Let's. I want to take a look um, at that, these. No, I'm gonna go for a little. All right, I will take a pause because both of my co-hosts left. Back, both of my co-hosts left at the same time, and I didn't want to talk by myself, so I took a little pause break. <laughs> Well, we were away, we just agreed to a little side bet. So, through our fantasy season, which goes for another... Goes to September 9th, I believe. Not that long. No. Is that the last one? Yeah, yeah we're getting... It's only a couple you, more weeks. Yeah, something like that. We are also going to use our main card bet. A few more weeks. Our main card picks, where we are all tied at 9 for 16. We're all going to put some money in, and whoever has the best record at the end of the fa each fantasy season gets a gets the pot. So that'll be good. That'll be fun. We're all yeah, tied. So here we go. UFC Boston. Before we get into the main card, let us talk about the prelims. The early prelims, we do get... on. I feel like Gerald Mearshart is the king of getting handed every up-and-coming young, young gun. Um, Bros. What? I know these guys. Austin Hubbard and Kurt Holubon? Yeah. They're my freaking ultimate fighter. 
Yeah. Guys. Yeah, it's Laser, the... could Holobaz that guy that we just absolutely fucking yeah. all yeah. that dude? Yeah, they're the... That's all I was going to say. Like, these guys' his faces look familiar as shit. Yeah, it's the ultimate fighter uh, f- finale. Hell yeah. That dude's That's sick. Gonna... Like I said... Dude, no, that's good. Laser, this Austin Hubbard kid, he was in a couple episodes before, he's nasty on the feet too. Like, this fight's going to be sick. Um... So yeah, we got the Ultimate Fighter finale. They're Hubbard. both on Chandler's team, though. So like, all the... it's fun. Holobon Hubbard, I am super stoked to watch RoboCop again. I love watching RoboCop because that man hits like a bus, and he's fighting Dennis yeah. Tolulin. Oh, that was the guy that lost. Okay, that lost to the. Oh my god, I can't remember Jung Ho Park's nickname, but it's like the tur- flying turtle or something. Um. Yeah, but Gregory Rodriguez is back. Gosh, I love yeah, I love RoboCop. He did get absolutely flatlined in his last fight against uh, Diego Fajeda. Fajeda, I always say that wrong. Yeah, that he's a fun, he's a fun fighter. Uh-huh. I love RoboCop, man. So, prelim headliner here is why the return of Chris Weidman after the nasty leg break, which would have been that was in two April of two thousand one. April of 2001, so we're about two years and two months since then. Um, he is fighting Bur- back, Brad Tavares. Um, and we are actually going to make a pick on this fight because since Cody Garbrandt pulled out, Mario Batista currently doesn't have an opponent on the main card. So we are going to pick this so we get five total picks this week. Um, Tavares is a minus 270 favorite. Interesting. Weidman is plus 220. I think Weidman... I mean, he's. I know he's old-ish. He's older, coming back from a nasty leg break. Oh. I think Brad Tavares. I I like watching Brad Tavares a lot. I really do. Brad uh, Tavares is lost. He lost to Drakus. Yeah, he lost Got to Drakus. by Drakus, and, and then he lost to Bruno Silva by knockout. Bruno Silva's nasty too, though. That man throws. I am taking. Yeah, he is nasty. Fuck. I'm taking Brad Tavares in this, and I frankly don't think this is. I think this is going to be the last time we see Chris Weidman in an octagon because he's going to say he came back, but he's not going to be able to keep up. He's going to realize he can't keep up anymore. That's a long break, bro. Boring decision. Chris Weidman is going to take him down, lay at him, take him to decision in boring fashion, and win and retire. Cole. Bro, I my I really do want to go with Chris, honestly. But dude, Brad Tavares, he's pretty old too though. But just he's been in the ring or been in the octagon, so give me Brad. <clears throat> yeah, I think Chris I was gonna is say, gonna he's a little older. Sure. He might be a little older, but he didn't shatter his leg last time he stepped in there. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Weidman's going to be walking around on a popsicle stick in there. Dude's one twisted ankle away from the emergency room again. Um, Next fight. Dude, he's going to wrestle the shit out of Brad Tavares, and it's going to be boring as hell, but he's going to win. Next fight. Oh, yeah, shout out my boy Chris. All right, we are going to have some interesting opinions on this one. Dude, low-key, I know Cheeto Vera has some knockout. Like, that dude's got power. We know that. I think this fight could be extremely boring on the feet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and this is let me Dude. tell you why. Cuz Cheeto, we know Cheeto's a he's a late he's a late starter. We know that. He says he's different now, but I don't believe him cuz he's fought the same way for his last 5 fights. Um 
I also know Pedro Munoz. He looked really good against Chris, was it Gutierrez in his last fight? Um, Pedro's good. He's got an iron chin. Absolutely iron chin. I think it's. I think there's two ways this goes. It's going to look like Cheeto Aldo where Pedro just outvets him and out, you know, outstrikes him for the decision. Or it's going to look like Cheeto Font where Cheeto can't finish him, but he makes him makes it a bloodbath. Those are the two ways this goes, in my opinion. And you know I'm not a Cheeto believer. I frankly just think his he's a good fighter, but I think his mindset and his IQ is terrible. I'm taking Pedro Munoz with the upset. Um, take well, uh, Cheeto. I think I think Cheeto's gonna learn after this loss to Corey, and he's gonna come in there like a bat out of hell and just throw those stones that he has. So. I got I got Vera. I think I, I could see it going to decision though, but I think it's gonna be like a I think it's gonna be an exciting fight. It's gonna be a bloodbath. I think Cheeto's just gonna crack him a lot. I was gonna say you think Cheeto's gonna take his time, like Mm-mm. just because he kind of I feel like he takes him a while to like get in the groove. You know, he does. He like, tries to eat that Corey fight. And he realized he can't. He's no, that's the let thing. Those things fly. Well, he was on the verge of losing to Cruz. On the verge of losing to Edgar. Like that's oh, just how we, that's just how he fights. Like it, he takes to he takes a long time. He tries to get the reads down and everything. Edgar and Cruz were both finishable at that point in their careers. Munoz, Pedro Munoz, still doesn't get finished, and he looked great against Chris Gutierrez in his last fight. He did look good. Um, I don't think Pedro is Pedro's not going to be a title contender at any point in his career or anything. I'm not saying that, but I don't. I frankly have thought Cheeto's been overrated for a long time. Um, so I'm going with Pedro Munoz. Cole, I didn't, did you pick Cheeto? Uh, I didn't, but I'm going to. Okay. That is the guy I'm going, yeah. This is new for me. I usually, I've been notoriously bad at only picking favorites, I've noticed. So I'm finally diving into the underdog well pretty early. So we'll see how that goes. These next three fights, low key, I'd be shocked if any of us, if we just, there's much disagreement. Um, Ian Gary, Neil Magny. When it was Ian Gary, Jeff Neal, I felt like it was a lot way way bigger question than this one. I would have I would have taken Jeff Neal. That's who I was gonna take. Actually, I thought I thought they were just gonna feed Ian Gary too fast, man. Jeff Neal's good. I don't no. Jeff Neal is very good. I don't think Neil Magny is that good. So I picked. I'm picking. I'm picking Ian Gary. Bro. I'm taking. I'm taking think- Cato too. Ian Gary, hundred percent. I think Ian's so dude. He's slick with it on his feet. I think Magny is definitely gonna try to wrestle him because we haven't seen Ian Gary's wrestling, but we'll see. Magny's wrestling is. I mean, Magny. I know. I know. I'm not saying it's great, but Magny's got to know he can't. It doesn't have a chance on the feet on short notice, especially. Um, True. True. All right, we have my woman's fantasy fighter, Zhang Wiley, taking on Amanda Lamos. Who is Amanda Lamos is good. She is good. I will give her that. She is 13 and 2, 8 wins by knockout. The odds aren't they don't have the odds on UFC. Let me look them up so I can provide them. They have they have Wiley Zhang at a minus Okay, come on, load, load, load. There it is. Okay, they have Zhang Wiley at a minus 300, roughly, across the different books. They have Amanda Lamos at about plus 250 across the books. You can get 
Lamos all the way up to plus 220. Um, but you will not find Zhang, or Wiley Zhang uh, under minus 300 at all. So I'm, ta- I'm taking Zhang, Wiley Zhang. I think it'll be closer than people think, but I think Zhang Wiley is awesome. Um, I think she's a very uh, good yeah. <clears throat> Give me Zhang Wiley by finish. I think she's so good. I think See, she- I don't uh, – how do you think she finishes her, though? I just noticed on underdog, I'm not going to take it, but her thing was knockout. It wasn't finish. Let so, like, look. I feel like it's that's normally not the case. I don't think she finishes her via knockout. If any, I don't know, bro. Has Amanda Lamos? I think she wins. I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking Wiley for sure. Has Amanda Lamos been finished? Is it? But question? I don't know how the. Um, she has been knocked out once. She's been. At. She got some. Oh yeah, she got some submitted by Jessica Andrade. She was a standing arm triangle against the cage, and then she got knocked out like her first UFC fight um, back in 2017. So, but now you got yeah Zhang Wiley who is a badass. 19 finishes Dude, and, and she's wins. just she's on a tear, man. She is. She made Carlos look like a child and then she lit up Joanna in that fight yeah. dude I just think Zhang is good man she Rose is. is a bad matchup for her but I think against the rest of the division Zhang Wiley is the best like mm. she's so good alright here we go with the main event is it the sugar show is this his Conor McGregor crowning moment is this Elgermaine Sterling cementing his legacy as the greatest bantamweight of all time I don't know Cole, I know you watched the card this past weekend. No, I know you weren't able to, but Cole, <clears throat> I don't know if you had the sound on. Bisping went on, went off about his accomplishments. He has was the most bantamweight wins in history, most bantamweight title defenses, I believe it was in history, as in UFC history. Um, or he needs one more, something like that. He was going on and on about this record. He's on a nine-fight win streak, second longest in the UFC. The funny thing was Bisping was saying all these things, or DC, I think it was DC was saying all these things next to Dominic Cruz, which was kind of funny because it's everybody considers Dominic Cruz the GOAT. I think if Eljo wins this, this is my take. Everyone's like, everyone's talking, is this Sugar's time? Is this his moment? I think this is Eljo's moment that cements him as the greatest bantamweight ever. I think he's going to get, I think I love Sean O'Malley, love him. I think Eljo's going to be too strong for him. And I think he's going to ground and pound him out. I think he's going to get a TKO. That's my prediction. I And I, my thing is, is like... This, I, you act like he's going to be able to just easily take down Sean O'Malley. No, I don't... I know how good Eljo is, but I... I didn't, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying he's going to do this in two minutes. But I think... If Sean doesn't crack him early... He's not going to keep Eljo from taking him down for twenty five minutes. No, we don't. We don't. We don't give that Piotr Jan Aljo two fight the credit. <clears throat> See, that's what I'm thinking too, Frank bro. Changes. He he won. Oh, won via never mind. Outstriking. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Aljo's striking. He can't hit hard. Like anyone in the division is going to crack harder than Aljo. He got completely out wrestled by Peter Jan. In the first fight, the second fight, Aljo ragdolled him, and Aljo won round one via striking. Aljo's striking's not that bad. He's not going to Wrestling be... is legal. He'd be stupid to strike with Sean, though. Be stupid. No, he is. I'm not saying, like, 
Sean's going to come in there and piece him up like like he's like he doesn't have to work for it, you know. It's like, gonna it's gonna come down. Obviously, but like I don't know, Aljo's good everywhere. Just can't crack hard. It's not like his stand-up's bad, you know. Sean needs to keep the fight standing for two to three minutes around a minimum. Like for the, sure. he has for to. Sure. He's got a. He needs Eljo to make a mistake in his defense before Sean makes a mistake himself in his takedown defense. I don't know. I think Eljo. I, I think Eljo's gonna cement himself, man. I think he's going. I think he wins this. I do too. I think. I think he wins it by finish as well. Cole, before this podcast oh, started, guys. before this podcast started, I told myself that. The only person here that might pick Sean O'Malley is Cole. Let's hear what you let's hear what you gotta say. And I am picking the sugar show, Sean O'Malley, to win this fight. I feel and like it will be my finish. I was just gonna say it'll be it'll be a TKO. I was, just gonna, say, I was just gonna say, I feel like if Sean wins it's not it has to be a finish. Um but dude, Oh, he's quick. I th- I don't think there's a quicker striker in that division. Dude, I would like, I'd, I'd lose uh, my mind celebrating. And I think his jiu-jitsu is super good. Very good jiu-jitsu. He, he does have good jiu-jitsu. I mean, he subbed Takanori Gumi in jiu-jitsu. He went toe-to-toe yeah. with uh, Gilbert Melendez in jiu-jitsu. Like, his jiu-jitsu is yeah, not No, bad. I think it'll be a fight, bro. It can it be Sean O'Malley, though. No, I'm cheering. I will be cheering for Sean. I will. I do. I'm not an Eljo hater like a lot of people are. I think he, I actually kind of like Eljo, but. Yeah, there it I is. I like him, too, because he just keeps proving us wrong, man. And that's what I just think he's going to keep doing it. Mm hmm. Let us go to our underdog picks to finish here. Oh, so yeah. Let me, let, me, let me take a stab. Let me take a look at these. Man, it sucks. Oh, so cool. Aljo finish all day, man. Is that on here? Bro, oh, I'm honestly liking. No, it's not. I would though. I'm liking the Aljamain Sterling. I'm liking the under takedowns. Under the Aljo t- under takedowns? <laughs> yeah, he's at three. So that's got to be an early finish, then, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at all of his last fights in general. Well, I mean. I mean, I guess, no, I'm just thinking the type of fight that I think. Ah, I was going to say. I think once the fight goes to the ground, it won't be a lot of getting back up. But I feel like it's going to take him a while to get a takedown. Like, that's the way. The other thing I was thinking, though, is the Ian Gary significant strikes. Because I think Neil Magny always stays in there. Really? I was going to look. I was looking at Ian Gary's under. <laughs> I was also looking at Ian Gary's under. I'm torn. Because, I mean, okay, let's see. Ian Gary had 23 against B-Rod. All right, I'm going to go. Darian Weeks, 129 against Gabe Green. I mean, I feel like Neil Magny might stick in there, I guess, now that I think this. I don't know. I think I'm going to go – I change it up. I'm still going takedowns, but I'm going to think Gregory Rodriguez oh, one takedown. <laughs> that, that, that's out of right field. <laughs> it is. He averages two takedowns, though. I was just looking at his shit. Hey, we got to go with our gut. They've been crushing lately. 
Pep, if you want to know what my gut is telling me, my gut is telling me to take Brad Tavares' higher 39.5 significant strike. Oh, that was going to be mine, Okay, No, here, you go for it. You go for it. I got a backup. Okay, that was going to be mine. It was the Brad Tavares higher. I was thinking he's going to hit him more than 39.5 times. And Cole, what was your pick? I'm sorry. I'm going Robocop higher than one takedown. For Gregory Rodriguez, right? Yeah. This is kind of wild, but I think we're all going to be in the, uh, I think we're all going to be in the, uh, the prelim area. Cause I'm taking Andre, Petro- Andre Petrosky's higher 34 and a half strikes. I'm in dude. <laughs> we're all in the prelims. So you already know I'm going to be watching this card on Saturday, and if we lose, I'm making a five-leg lay on the main card. <laughs> no, bro. Lose is not an option. I'm doubling. I almost want to bet, like, oh, I don't know. But, yeah, if we do come to an agreement on a person, another lay, we'll just post it on Instagram or something. Dude, last week was huge for me. I was out of money. Now I'm back at... Yeah, it was nice, dude. It was nice. <laughs> no, not, yeah, last week was big, man. Um, but there it is. Let's see. What do we got on the docket for next week? Next week is uh, Singapore, ain't it? Holloway Korean Zombie? It is. So that's what we'll be talking about next I came, week. I came, I came up a hundred dollars last time on our three leg leg. You what? Oh yeah. I was out. I was out of money, and I came up because I bet it. So now I have a hundred in there. Jesus, that's huge. <laughs> that's wild. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, next week, dude. I don't know if we're gonna be watching. Any of us are really gonna be watching this this card. Um. The prelims start net for UFC Singapore. The prelims start at four o'clock a.m. and the main card starts at seven o'clock a.m. <laughs> I'll be out. No, I don't give a fuck. I'll watch. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the main like card. Nine. I'll for sure get up for the main card because the main card is actually really good. <laughs> But I will not be up at four o'clock a.m. for Sangwoo Choi and Jarno Aaron's. <laughs> will not be up that early for that. Absolutely. Not. Maybe I'll Absolutely get up at like not. maybe I'll get up at like six or so. But uh, nah, bro, I think I'm gonna. Wait, no, dude. I'm gonna be wait August twenty. Hold on. It's okay. next, not this weekend, but next weekend. Ah, dude, I work, so I'll probably watch. That sucks, dude. I'll probably watch every fight besides, like, Max Holloway, like, the main three. Yeah, I'm not going to miss Max Holloway and the Korean Zombie, even though I think I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to miss it. So, I'll be up. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the card until I fall asleep in the morning. I will be up. Cole, maybe me and you will have to get up on uh, Discord at 7 a.m. with our coffees and uh, our dirty chais. And okay, I'm, up. I'm up anyway. I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll get up at Discord. I'll get up at Discord at like 8. I'll only be there until like 9. I'm trying to think I what mean, I'm doing. Next. I got nothing next weekend. Oh, my God. Next Saturday, I got a fantasy Whoa. draft. 
um, with my older brother and his friends here. So I will be up anyway doing some research. There we go. Perfect. I'm up and I'm ready. Anthony Sp Anthony Smith, Ryan's fan. Giga Chikadze, Alex Caceres will be the best fight on this card. I will bet any amount of money on it. Um, Aaron Blanchfield, Talia Santos, oh, Hinia Nakamura, Junior Tafa debut. We got my guy, uh, Chitty Enjaquani, fighting Michael Olajacek. And then you got, there's a lot of people on these prelims that I have never seen before or heard of. So, not going to miss too much there. But there it is, episode 26 of the Glass Chin MMA podcast. That was fun. We will be back next week with more, yes, with fuller pockets, with smiles on our faces, and fuller glasses of whiskey. So thank you for tuning in. Peace. Peace.